in by Kulusevski. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Up the Spurs podcast. My name is Cooper and happy freaking new year. Welcome to 2024. It's a new leaf for the Up the Spurs pod boys. We are recording at least 75 episodes this year, ready to roll once or twice every single week. We're going to go every 10 days, a new pod. Be ready. Hit that subscribe button and let's go. No, not really. I don't think it's going to happen. To be honest, we'll be lucky if we break 20. But uh, that's actually, no, no, no. This is episode 10. So we just have 10 more for 2024. I think we can get at least 30 uh, in total, like 20 this year. That'd be kind of cool. Um, it's it's a full house today. We have welcomed back Ian from his pilgrimage. Uh, for those who don't know, he was in the Serengeti for the last 60 to 70 days uh, working he was doing some at-risk youth help for the children. Uh, Ian, congratulations. Uh, it's great to have you back. Uh, and then we have Zach. Zach, who's been joining us uh, for the past few pods. That I feel like the last pod we did, Zach, was three weeks ago. But that's great. No. Uh, boys, how are we? Uh, how was the holidays? Ian, you want to go first? How was the holidays? Yeah. Um, also, I just want to clarify. I don't want anybody to uh, to think anything that wasn't happening. Cooper finally let me out of the cage. He's kept me in for the last couple of months. Oh, wow. um, that's why I haven't been on. Didn't want to say too much on that. But no, holidays were great. Ange balls flowing. We're back, baby. Lovely. When the uh, when the Epstein uh, reports come out, I'll be on there and about the uh, Ian Ian case. Uh, Zach, how are we, buddy? Zach just got back from work, by the way, and. I- drove recklessly to get here to pod right i did i did uh there's at least three to five people probably not walking again um but we're we're here we're good um i'm just i want to also you know applaud coop for finally letting ian out um he can spin all this serengeti stuff that he wants Mm -hmm. um ian's been held captive i can confirm um glad he's out glad he's free New year, new us, new pod. Life's good. Life's good. Your Honor, I plead the fifth. Thank you. Uh, let's uh, let's get started. We had a big match against uh, Bournemouth um, in the league. It was the last match of 2023 to uh, get the season uh, from a midway point moving forward. I believe Asian Cup and the AFCON comes next. Uh, and so we're going to be losing a few players to that. But... Bournemouth, I think, came into this match 19 points out of 21 out of their last seven, which is kind of incredible. And to be able to break that streak was a very good feeling. I felt good. You know, I always feel good at home uh, for some odd reason. Starting 11, got uh, we we always come up with a new nickname for Vicario, but uh, uh, Super, Mar- Super Vicario, Super Mario, so we'll go up with that one because we've been Big Dick and uh, Venom. Uh, Poro, Royal, Davies, Udogi, and then a midfield three that we haven't seen yet, which is Bentenker, Saar, and Lacelso, with uh, the standard up top of Sun, Richie, and Brennan Johnson. I don't know if there has been another team in the league for the past, I want to say, two, three seasons that has played four fullbacks in a back line. 
Ian, Zach, is there any, is there any one that springs to mind? I know there's been like four center backs, but never fullbacks. Uh, the only, I mean, I don't think so. The only club that kind of comes to mind, I don't know for sure if they've done it, but Man United, I know we're experimenting with Luke Shaw as a center back mm, there for a point, while. So I'm assuming they probably had fullbacks on either side of him, but I don't, I'm assuming probably the other center back was like Martinez or something like that. So it's a good call. Good shout. I like that. But yeah. Other than that, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. I was going to say, I could be said, I think, you know, city playing four center backs, but I don't think we've seen four fullbacks. Yeah. No, I really, it's an, it's an odd, I mean, and Davies, you know, left, left-sided center back, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of just want to highlight Davies before we get into the match. I felt that not as confident, of course, without having Van de Ven back there. But Zach, from your perspective with Davies, is is he someone you're fine with keeping around for a little bit? Or do you think that might need to be in the summer something we improve on? No, I, I've said it for a while. You know, General Ben, you know, Ben Davies, uh, he's consistent. You know, he's is he stand out in a lot of his matches? No. Um, he has times, but he's relatively consistent and i've i've said it before and i'll say it again i think he's kind of been lumped into a a negative connotation with other players um simply because he's just been around so long mm -hmm. um but he's usually pretty solid i think he is the perfect definition of a squad player um and, and you know you need those type of players um so i'm more than happy letting ben stay um, it, especially past summer. I mean, if we can get upgrades, people who are happy to fill that role of, Hey, I'm probably not going to start, but when I come in, I'll do well, maybe sure. But you know, we know Ben's reliable, um, mm -hmm. cares for the club. I, he's now with Hugo going our longest serving, uh, player, I do believe. Um, so that yeah, sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm fine with Ben staying. Uh, I don't know how long his contract is, but 2025, I think. I don't know. 2025. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm still I'm fine for him to let it ride. Okay. That's good. Uh Ian, from the starting eleven that we read out and that you saw, were there any changes that you would have made? Or is that the best that you can think? No, I thought it was interesting we put Lacelso and Benton Kerr in with Sar. I figured we'd have Saar and Bentinker playing as the, the more advanced roles when we put like a Hoiberg or Skip in. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, anything I looked at and was like, oh, they should have done this. And I think our squad is so riddled with injuries. It's unbelievable. And suspensions and now players leaving for continental tournaments. So, you know, we're just kind of fine by the seat of our pants, but trust in Big Ange. Hell yeah. And I, I do want to credit Bentinker for coming back. I think it was, was it four weeks out? What was it? I, I mean, like it was a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, meant to be February. And I don't know if you guys saw, but the day before, I guess his wife had like put out something on Instagram, the, the oh, yeah. eyes that he's coming back. And I was like, yeah, she put nah, like, surely that's something at, else. L30. Yeah. Imagine, um, yeah, imagine back your wife calling you L30. Like that's <laughs> goat level behavior. That is the sexiest thing to be like. God. Hey, where is is Cooper coming? Is he going to be late? No, CS ten. He's not going to be here for a bit. Ooh, he's, that he's sounds stuck cold. in traffic. Like, come on, that just oh, it gets my blood going. I love it. That's that's a woman you need in your life, and I appreciate that. Uh, 
No, I was I was shocked to see Bentinker the the midfield three of Saar, Bentinker, and Lacelso. I I was expecting that Hoiberg, and I think Skip was was Skip injured before the Brighton match, or was it Bournemouth? Because I think he picked up a knock or something like that. I really wrote the run sheet, so I should know this stuff, uh, but I don't. So I'm kind of asking if we know it off the top of our heads. I don't know. I yeah, I can't. I know he was. I think he was injured for the last match. Yeah, he was. And there was a lot of speculation that he would probably be coming back in this mm. match. Cause I remember seeing like golden guests, like guessed what, what uh, they were guessing the team would be in a lot of them. Mm. I think both of them had skip in there. So I think he missed the Brighton match and was supposed to come back for this one. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I don't yeah. know. There's so many matches, you know, in this Christmas period, they all blend together. Yeah, I know. That's really true. Uh, started off the scoring well in the ninth minute with Sar. I don't know why seeing Sar score just, it feels like you're watching like your kids score in a weird way. I don't know. I felt my blood going, uh, and LaCelso with a great winning the ball back movement. Zach, I know you'd love that. Uh, and Sar scoring, putting it away. I always feel confident when we jump out to a good lead, especially at home for some reason. Um, I felt with the Brighton match, it was a continuation of uh, the last like 20, 30 minutes of the Everton match where we kind of sucked for like a period of 80 minutes. And then we really got it going um, at the end of the Brighton match. And that kind of moved in momentum wise against Bournemouth uh, felt good, felt confident to me. My, my only uh, problem and I, I think this is kind of stemming from social media, and I know he had an assist, but I want to talk about Brennan Johnson. Uh, Zach, I know you're passionate about Brennan Johnson and his skill set. Is there, I, I, I think it's one goal, four assists in his X amount of matches that he's had so far this year. Are you liking what you're seeing? If yes, what is that? And is there something you'd love to see him make an improvement on, especially if he is starting for us. And then Ian, I do want to hear your thoughts as well. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, overall, I'm pretty content with Brennan. Um, I think a lot of people try to use his price tag against him. Um, and whereas like nowadays, like 50 million won't buy you much of anything. And that's not to put Brennan down saying he's not much of anything. I, I do think there's a lot of talent there. You know, he's definitely got the speed, um, I, I will say, you know, I think his numbers kind of are a little bit deceptive because I know there's been like plays he's been a major part of just hasn't gotten like the assist, like he'll be the pass before or something like that. Um, and even in the Bournemouth game, like he ended up getting an assist finally in the 80th minute, but it was like, it was even before Sar scored. It was like in the second minute he put in and like a perfect ball for sun and sun just kind of like mishit it when he might've been able to like take a touch. And so a lot of times what we're seeing with Brennan is he's being more useful in those wide positions. He breaks away from a defender and he puts in a really good low cross. Um, and that's, you know, kind of what Richie scored from. So maybe just getting a bit more variety or being more consistent with that. But I think, that's something that will come in time as he gets more and more accustomed to his new team, new teammates. Um, mm -hmm. But it's something that I'm hoping now with sun going away, 
you know, not just Brennan, like all of our front three are going to have to majorly step up. Uh, so I'm hoping he continues to do that. I, he, he just, I think he gets a lot of stick. Um, and that's yeah. kind of why I've, I've been in this corner a little bit. Cause I think, I think he puts himself in really good positions. It's maybe just that last second, you know, decision-making um, that kind of lets him down, but that's right. something that you can learn to fix. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Ian, are you kind of, are you kind of on the same page as that? Yeah, no, I, I really like Brandon Johnson. I, to be honest, I don't understand the stick that he gets. Like he's still so young and let's be honest, we, we never bought him to start this season. It's been, you know, he was a, a young player that would get some appearances a season and eventually work his way into the, you know, potential we've seen when he was at Forest and now with us. But no, I think he's been great. The the attacking play he brings is so different to what we have on the pitch. He's he's got more pace than I think Sun ever had on the wing. Mm-hmm. And obviously we got Decky on the other side who somehow keeps the ball at his feet, but he's not he's he's not fast. So yeah. he he brings something else to our squad we don't have in his delivery. I mean, it's better than we've had in years when we compare to other players. Um, obviously, you know, Sun and Kane's connection was crazy, but if either one of them were out, we were kind of at a loss. So I I don't know. I'm a big fan of it. I don't understand the stick he gets, and I think we just need to keep in mind like he's young, he's still developing, and he's been yeah, you know, like you said, one goal, four assists, and however many matches about halfway through the season, it's been doing all right. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually brings up kind of the next subject I wanted to touch on. I think Brennan Johnson needs to stay like in the 11 for me, especially with Sonny leaving, uh, needs to be on the wing for us. My, I, I don't want to pose this next question as an issue, but the Decky problem, I'm wondering now where, where does Decky fit into the squad? If Brennan's Brennan will probably move to the left, I guess, to fill Sonny's role, leaving a gap for Decky, Hill, or whomever. If Madison then comes back, is it LaCelso in Madison with a Bentenker sitting? You know, this is like I love having this problem because I love having more higher quality players to choose from. But do we know if we see Decky, especially with Sun gone and Madison still out, on the wing or through the middle? Like, is there a preference? I think we see him on the wing. I I like him through the middle. And yeah, it would be nice to have a player that's got a bit more pace than him on the wing. But he got some weird ability to beat the final man and to he oh like if we want to talk about getting stick for decision making decky's decision making this season my god he beats the player cutting he's like robin but mm-hmm. he chooses to cross when he should shoot he shoots when he should cross it's like he's so close to unlocking something really special on that wing so i think coming through the middle might uh might confuse things a little bit and especially like you said like we have one 10 slot as we should. Mm-hmm. Madison is first choice. No question about it. Gio has been playing unreal there and we have an issue on the wing. I think we just need to, we just need to get him back out there and get him used to, to playing that role again, honestly. So in Zach, I do want to hear your thoughts on this because I know you blow the uh, proverbial La Celso trumpet. 
uh, amongst all things. And I, I don't see Lo Celso as a 10. That's the difficult part for me. I think he was very creative, especially his two assists were great uh, in the win. But for me, I don't love him just from a... Like when I picture a 10, I picture Madison or I picture Erickson, someone that can place a killer ball with a, a, a touch out and hit. Lacelso feels more like a ball carrier, like an eight to me at least. So I'm wondering, Zach, in your opinion, if you have a six sitting and you have Decky on the wing, do you see Lacelso as that eight with Madison as the 10 in the future of the midfield? Or will it always be a Madison or a Lacelso? I think it's a, it's a, like we've said, it's a good problem to have. I definitely can see a situation where, you know, a Benton Kerr, uh, Geo, and Madison midfield can work because, like you said, I, it's weird. Geo is, he's like, like a, <laughs> I, I said this before, but it's almost like a bit of a mix between an eight and a 10. So right. you would think he's like kind of halfway in with both like a nine, but you know, that's a different position. Um, but I think what kind of gives Geo that cutting edge as playing as an eight is one, his ball carrying, like you said, that's a, a really good strength of his, but also just his tenacity to work like the defensive side of the game. Like if you want to compare Geo to other tens, do you would you ever see Erickson go in for a tackle like Gio would? No. It, no, it's like that Argentinian South American side of him. Um, just still, even being an attacking player, um, loves that side of the game, and so I think that really suits him kind of more. And that's why I would feel comfortable with Bentaker, Gio, and Madison because you know, Matt, or you know that. Geo is not just going to be like, eh, I'm I'm kind of attacking. I'm not going to do the dirty work, but he'll still do it. Right. Um, I think it becomes a real headache once we start looking at our full squad back in terms of selection. Like once Madison does start getting fit, it does raise some questions. Um, because it, it really just all depends on who you think brings more solidity or what you need for a match. Um, and especially once we start getting Basuma back, it's just, it, I wouldn't want to be in Ange's, you know, shoes, uh, trying to pick a midfield out of all of those players, because I think a lot of them, especially as we're seeing Gio lately are really making a case for why they need to be in there. Um, so yeah, it's going to be tough. I think Gio's got this month, you know, pretty much he's got the, a free run of things to prove to himself like, Hey, even when everyone's fit, I need to be that guy. Yeah, no, so I we'll think, see. I think that's actually a perfect segue. Uh, it's kind of more that Ian wanted to talk about best midfield three, kind of when everyone is healthy. I think we, we have the defense solidified once Vandevin and Romero come back and whomever we bring in, in the, uh, the January window forwards, it's a little less clear uh, for me, especially, but, Ian, yeah, I'd love to hear your best midfield three uh, with everyone fit and flying. Yeah, it's so difficult to... I I thought this was going to be a much easier question. And then just this last five minutes of us chatting about our midfield has got me thinking a lot because I think 
the way Basuma started this season has been unbelievable, but we've also seen how reckless and careless he gets at times. Mm-hmm. And as I love his ability to drive forward, but Bentinker does the same thing. And I think Bentinker is a world-class player because in my mind, it was always when everyone's healthy, it's Basuma, Bentinker, and Madison mm-hmm. with Bentinker is that eight. I just don't know anymore because the way Sar is playing is unbelievable. The way Gio's playing is incredible. So it's, I think Bentinker and Madison have to be in there. We know Madison's the 10. So then it's a matter of, is Bentinker going to be our six or our eight? And then if so, is it Sar as an eight or is it Basuma as a six? I, mm-hmm. I honestly, I, I've got no idea. It's a tough problem, but a great one. Like we've been saying to have, what are you, yeah. what are your thoughts? No, I mean, I think Skip, Donley, and Tyrese Hall. That's probably my ideal midfield three. Jamie Donley. He deserves no. more playing time, we'll say right now, though. Yeah, I'd love to see him. Love to see him against Burnley. Uh, no, I think... I don't know. It might be recency bias, like with Ben Tinker coming back. I just... I love him. I think he's so good. Um, and it also might be the fact that Basuma's pissed me off, especially in the past few uh, weeks. I think from a six, I think Bentinker or whomever we eventually bring in needs to be solidifying that role. And I think Saar and Madison, I think that kind of works well for me. I love the issue of if it's Saar or Lacelso or Decky or whoever, I I just feel like Saar's legs and getting up the field as quickly as possible is his best asset. And he brings so much that he just fills in the gaps that the others, like the yeah. six and the 10, he fills in that, that gap in between them so perfectly that mm-hmm. it's, it's tough to imagine anyone else in there, especially somebody like Benson Kerr. Now that I'm thinking about it, like you don't want him to be the one picking up slack because of other players. Right. You want him to be one of those players that's doing something different and being a, a driving force. Yeah. And I think, and Zach, I want to hear your midfield three as well. I know Madison, when he was at Leicester, played on the wing a fair amount because like an inverted playmaker or creator or whatever. I don't know if that's going to work if both of our wingbacks are inverted. So I struggle placing anyone in the 10 besides him. And... once we get Madison back like that just gives me a rush of blood knowing that's going to happen and then Vandeven following like it's we're we're really like set up for a good push especially with everyone starting to come back into form and in health but yeah no that's that's a great question Zach midfield three ideally who is it for you everyone it's tough like you said it's so tough um it, it feels harsh to leave anyone out, but I do think I am kind of leaning towards. I mean, like we said, Madison and Benton Kerr are givens. Um, yeah. And then it's just between Basuma, um, Sar, Gio, or my boy Skippy. <laughs> um, but don't you dare say that white bread toast player i don't want to see sour cream out there running. i love just mentioning you know these types of players just to 
just to get a rise out of Coop because it's just every time I can't I can't say Dyer's name I can't say Skip's name without Coop just coming unglued. Um, but no, um, I I want to say I want to say it's probably Benton Kerr, Basuma, and Madison. Um, but I do think Basuma's the one who's you know his spot's really up for grabs. Um, if he plays anything like he did in the first five games, he was insane. Yeah. He was insane. Um, and I do think probably losing Madison is kind of when we really started to see him drop off. Um, between the drop off and just the the stupid decisions and the red cards that he's acclimated, you know, I, I think that really puts his spot up for grabs. But I wouldn't be surprised if once everyone is fit we see sar in there um instead of basuma for the time being um i love geo um and in games maybe when we're playing against weaker quote-unquote opposition and we expect to have a lot more time on the ball i'd like to see him in there so i think it's some it's one of those things that's like tactically with each game we could kind of um change up but i do think looking at it I think Basuma and or Bentonker, because both of them have the ability to play in that holding role, and but also both of them have the the ball carrying ability to go forward. And I, I think that just leaves us so versatile in how we can approach games with those two starting and then Madison up top. On LaCelso, I think his mm-hmm. contract ends what twenty twenty five. Give him a new one. Is yeah? Is is that? Is that, I mean, Zach, of course, that's where you're at. <laughs> Ian, I, I that, think so. Ian, are yeah. you, are you giving him a new contract? No, I, I don't say that because I don't, or I say that not because I don't like him. I think he's been one of the unluckiest signings we've had. Just in like his role, the managerial turnover, the formations, the styles, the, just everything has been a rough road for him. And I know, he had that big conversation after the beginning of the season about staying and fighting for that spot. But when we look at our midfield, he's never going to be in the starting three. And I mean, he deserves to play somewhere where he can start. He's good enough to start somewhere. And I don't, I, I think he's spent enough time on the bench at Spurs to, to want to extend that contract. And we've got the next couple of years kind of built out for us. And if we're looking at signing another center mid in this window or next, just puts that up for grabs you more. I think this summer we should we should explore some options, bring in a, a little fee for him, um, and wish him the best. That's fair. Uh, I know Zach is dying inside slowly. Um, and we also have to remember we have Ndombele coming back uh, potentially in January. You go to hell. You go to hell right now. Jeez. I... I I don't know. That's a uh, that's a future problem. Uh, last thing I wanted to say on Skip, actually, and then we'll move on. Um, <laughs> oh man, I shouldn't have brought him up. No, 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 no. I think the frustrating part for me is he's a good player on his day. He does a job well. We just absolutely ruined his career by not sending him on loan again. I think that's the frustrating part for me. And I think about all of the youth players that we didn't send on loan. And the other youth players whose careers were stunted by uh, 
anti-football with Conte and Mourinho and Pochettino having to fight for top four and not being able to blood in new youngsters. I think that's the frustrating part for me. That's Reminds me of the, the Harry Wink situation, which uh, there's one thing I did want to bring up while we're on midfielders, by the way, we haven't brought up is Hoiberg. Yes. What we do with him, I know he's wanting to leave and we're looking at selling him, which fair enough, but I've, I've defended Hoiberg since day one of this podcast and I'd like to keep doing that. I know he gets sloppy at times, but he's been so good since everybody's been out. I think he's he's always going to be that engine, that Viking that just puts in the work. And I mean, he hit the post, gets Brighton. He was so close. I wanted him to score so bad, but I I think he's still a very underrated midfielder. And mm-hmm. I know you, Juventus, I believe, is looking at signing him, which would would make me would make me happy to see him go to a, a big club. I agree. I think if he plays for another club, that'd be an all right day for me. <laughs> I, I, like I will say now. Oh, shut up. No, no, you don't. You don't even believe that. No, I, I like Hoiberg. I think I like the idea of him. I just, he just, he's, he's not an idea, Coop. He's a person. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of having a midfield destroyer, but yeah. The Viking in him, man, the Viking died like five years ago. It's not there. Like he's runs around, he points, and then he sometimes hits the post. post. Congratulations. Exactly. I think I will say I'm not as big of a Hoybier hater. I just don't think in this system he it it works. Um, yeah. And I think that's my biggest thing with him. Like, if he had the ball carrying ability. Maybe, but also, and not to give him too much stick because he has had some really good performances. It just, it frustrates me to no end because ever like almost every single one of our other midfielders, when they get the ball, they look to turn it or, or, or play something quickly. And there'll be so many times like he'll get it. And it's just, I think it's maybe it's the years of the, the negative football, but it, it's just so instilled in him that he'll play the safest pass that he can, which is so frustrating because we've seen him when he does make those progressive passes, he has a pass in his locker. Um, and uh, it's just, and maybe I'm just like harping on, you know, I see stuff in like the Twitter, you know, echo chamber, but like there are times, and I did notice it in, I want to say it's the Brighton match um, where he, he, he tries to look busy, but he's not actually like he'll move into spaces where he cannot possibly receive the ball. And it just, it frustrates me because we'll see other midfielders come to and try to get the ball, but he'll, he'll like pass the ball and then move behind three guys. And it's like, it's so frustrating because you're, you're cutting off an outlet and there's nothing we can do. It's limiting our, our, our ability to play the ball forward. Um, but I will say, like I said, I, I think he gets a lot of stick. He he is a big moments player. We'll see him hit the post, and but we've also seen in times um, he will just bury those balls. So I don't know. I I'm kind of fifty fifty on Hoybier. Thank you for your service, but it's time to go. I you know I understand like the reason he was so good is he had he was signed under that Mourinho. And like Conte era of anti-football where he's just breaking up play constantly. And he fits that so well. 
He does. Yeah, he exactly fits that. And we will always have Marseille with that lovely goal to send us through. Great moment. Same, the goal against Liverpool as well, like, is a good memory for me. I want him to have a successful career. I don't think Ange is his type of manager. And I, he would, man, he would rock in Italy. Yeah. I think he Yeah, oh, God, yeah. I think he'd be fantastic in Italy. No. Uh, that actually blends directly well with uh, the next topic of the January window. But before we do that, is there any anything else about the Bournemouth match that we touched on for a solid 90 seconds and then moved on um, that you all want to chat about? Vicario is amazing. Oh, my. Yeah, God. that's all. What a keeper. Vicario is amazing. Udogi is amazing. Yeah, that's who I, I was just about to bring up, Destiny. Oh, my God. You know, I a few games ago, he had like a, a shaky game and people were like, uh, you know, uh, he, he's only he's still young. You can see it. But man, he single handedly like saved us on three separate occasions, at least. It was just like our entire line was beaten and you would just see him come out of nowhere and just run down the opposition and, and, and get the ball. And it's just man, what him a player and are back. Oh my god. Our defense is gonna be our defense is gonna be our so defense is good. going to be on their 18 line. Because <laughs> yeah. why not? You know, why not? But that and on top of the fact like he's got a new contract till 2030. Oh my god, like we've got a player. We have got a player. Not to be depressing, but I uh I don't think he lasts until 2030. You think Pep gets him? I think. Well, no, I don't think Pep is at Man City oh. in, in 2027. Okay. And Ange Postacoglu is. And <laughs> I think Udoki. I, I think Udoki goes over there with him. But I don't want to be depressing. Let's let's no. let's move on, Coop. Ne- what's the Thank what's you. the topic here? Negative Nancy over here. <laughs> uh January window. Um I know there's three different positions that we're looking to bring in. Uh there are players that I have. I do want to talk like, I don't know, because I don't want this to be like, a, oh, this player will be great for us. This player would be great for us. But I'd love to know your all's thoughts on realistically what we think we can get out of this January window. I think anything more than three is bizarre and will never happen. Um, and I know we need to free up squad space, especially. But the three positions I have being center back, center mid, and forward slash winger, I guess. Do those three sound right to you? I mean, very generic position. Yeah, I think we're lucky if we get three, to be honest. So then but, that, that brings but, me to my next subject. Yeah. Priorities. Center back. <laughs> For me, center back. Center back, yeah. Center yeah. back, forward, and then center midfielder for me, just because I feel like Donley is right there waiting and matters matters is about to come back, Basuma and whatever. Uh, Sar going to be gone for a little bit, but I think we can handle it for some time being. But Zach, is that where your priorities are? Center back, forward, center mid, or are they switched around a little bit more? Um, it's really between. Yeah, that's probably the order. Um, I just the more I'm thinking about it, like because I. At least me, I'm expecting to probably see Hoybier go. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if he does go, then 
replacing him has to be a a priority or just someone in that vein. Um, Do you not think really, Skip kind of fits that? Yeah, that's you know that's fair. That's fair. Dude, yeah. Skip's going yeah, on Skip. to like Watford Skip. or something like no, that. No, 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 joking. no. I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, I that that's probably the the order. I but center back is top, like top, mm-hmm. top, top. But hopefully, in a week we have one. Yes, that's uh, the plan. It seems, it seems like we're moving kind of quickly uh, with this, and the f- I have four names uh, written down: uh, Dragusin from. Genoa, former Juve player. Um, Jean-Claire Tadibo from Nice. Lloyd Kelly from Bournemouth. I don't know. Is he's injured, right? I don't think he's... I think he's out for a little bit or something like that. I think he's just coming back or something, but he was injured. Yeah, I was going to say he didn't play against us. Uh, and then the last one being uh, Ko Itakura. It's a name that just popped up. I looked into him a little bit. It's a 26-year-old Japanese player. Was on the books at Man City for three years. So Man City saw something in him, which makes me wonder a little bit. Um, I think the the news reports are saying Dragusin, uh, or is that how it's pronounced? Like, I don't know anything. Dragusin? Dragon? Dragusin? Yeah. Dragon? We can... Dragon's Breath? That's kind of fucking yeah, sick. There we go. Hell Yeah. Uh, he seems like the most likely one to Debo and Nice flying uh, with uh, with the French League right now. So I don't think that's going to be a move that's going to happen. I I think if we could sign him ideally before the Burnley match, I'd be the happiest person in the world. Don't think it's going to happen because we're Spurs. Uh, is a right sided center back probably the most priority? Right? Just yeah. I think you have Davies and Van. Davies, yeah, yeah, and then you need definitely. Someone with Romero. Uh, I don't know. Any... Oh, stop it. No, just stop it, man. I, I'm done. I'm sick. Okay. Uh, I think, I think Dragusin of anything, I, I don't know anything about him. I've heard things, but I'm not going to pretend like I know anything. Do either of you know anything about this guy? I really should have done some research. I'm sorry gonna say i to be honest i i know nothing about it. i've just been seeing the the reports coming out and i to be I, it's a weird one because i feel like in the past we've had so many opinions on what players we should sign mm-hmm. and right now like the signings we've made some of them i've had no clue who they are and they have been amazing ficario dogi like we didn't know anything about them before we signed them i i trust in I don't know. Is uh, what's his name still involved? Um, homeboy from Syria going Fabio. to jail. Paratici. Um, Paratici. Yes, yeah, he still involved. He seems to be. No, he's not involved at all. He was oh, not right. pictured with Daniel Levy just a few weeks ago. Of course he wasn't. <laughs> like, bro. Of course not. And then Ange. Yeah, moving on. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, yeah. No, I trust in I trust in the signings that we make and the way we're playing. Like. I don't even care who it is really like i i think if we can get this dragason guy in very quick well it it helps a problem that we desperately need right now yeah i i just want someone uh and i know we we had was it technical director and chief scout from 
Villa, Rob McKenzie, and Johan Lang uh, came over. And so I think they've got an idea. I, I, The whole like recruitment system and scouting and working with that manager feels so odd to me at certain points because I know Ange has certain uh, thoughts about what he'd like to see and probably Levy would like to spend no more than 10 million pounds net this entire window, which is going to be absolutely hilarious. But Ian, I'm right there with you. I'm kind of like, I wanted uh, Tapsoba over yeah. Vandeven, but oh my How God. How wrong we were. Yeah. Right. Vandeven's the, the probably top five center back in EPL right now. Yeah. It's if not the world, honestly, I, I he's that good. Ooh, that might be a fun conversation to eventually have. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess, yeah, I'm kind of at the whims of, I haven't really looked into anything scouting wise. So I'm kind of sure. Dragoosin. Um, I feel like that's likely we'll see if it happens. Uh, next position being center mid. I know Zach's going to kill me. Uh, our good friend Gallagher over at Chelsea. Zach, I'll, I'll give you 30 seconds if you want to rant really quickly. I just, I, I want someone of better quality. I just, he is a Chelsea scum. Um, he is, and I've said this, and it's gotten a reaction from a few of the few of the uh, people I know. But he reminds me of like a white Suzuko. He just runs and runs and runs. And is he a good footballer? Not really. He just has an engine and will work hard. And hey, that is a great, great. Um, aspect to have you know Suzuka was at one point one of our better players um but even with him running and working so hard we always knew that technically he's not the best and he can be upgraded on and I just feel like that's Gallagher like you'll get him in he'll work hard he'll run but at the end of the day you're like yeah but he could be better why not just sign better okay you know, so I, yeah, no, no, no. That's a that's a great point. Mm -hmm. Who would you rather have come on the field, Skip or Gallagher? Neither. Sixteenth. <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> no, 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 straight up, straight up. Sars coming off in the sixtieth minute. Are we losing or are we winning? It doesn't matter. With Celso, that's who I want. No, 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 no. that's not you, the son of a bitch. I want out of Skip. <laughs> out of Skip and Gallagher, who do you want coming on? I mean, yeah, is Gallagher. Search your feelings, Anakin. You know it to be true. You want Gallagher. You don't want Skip in there. You want someone yeah, that's going to break up. You're, you're talking. Havoc. You're talking about like raising the bar from like low to maybe but not as low. That's like the thing. why not raise it higher? Gallagher's not coming in to be a starter. Like we, we had this earlier conversation. Million pounds. I, was Brendan Johnson supposed to be a starter? Yes, no, but he's I, actually good. You, you you argued it earlier that you didn't think he was. I absolutely believe Brennan Johnson was brought in to be a starter. Absolutely. Ange loves him. Ange that's, loves him. Perfect. That's that's great. I I feel like Gallagher will not start. He's homegrown. Like that's going to inflate his price. So, so is much. Alex Scott. Bro, dude, you know I would have signed Alex Scott. He was on all of our January, I he mean, was, our summer transfer window targets. Like, I am pissed it didn't go through. Him scoring, 
He still like, loves us too. Yeah, dude. Like, bring him I home. Hope Bournemouth fucking get relegated so we can sign him. Like, just get him out of Wouldn't here. Wouldn't that be beautiful? They won't, but it'd be beautiful. No, they're actually kind of flying. I like Iriola yeah, too. I'm kind of yeah, yeah, as well. Last thing I'll say on Gallagher. If I had my choice of center mids in the EPL of who we could bring in realistically, he probably would not be at the top. <laughs> but I think we could do a lot worse than Connor Gallagher. That's all I'll say. Right. Chelsea okay. scum. That's all I'll <laughs> say. Chelsea scum. Blue twat. Avatar. <laughs> No, I think uh, Avatar. <laughs> Navi. Going after the Navi. Navi. <laughs> uh, I think just the price tag is I know the homegrown side of things inflates that, but if we're gonna spend 40 million, the last person I want to see walk in the door for 40 million is Connor Gallagher. We need and especially if it's at the cost of a hey, forward. Stupid ponytail, sorry. <laughs> Which by the way, forwards, we've also lost Alejo for however long. Yeah. And we have Richie. Mm-hmm. And we have Richie. And yeah, Mikey Moore, if we want to call him up. Bro, oh, he's not ready. Mm. But no, oh. no, definitely not. But no, I think we need a striker because, I mean, Richie's a an ongoing experiment, I feel like, at the moment. Uh, he's I- fine in form. I, I guess he has five goals in the last five games. Uh, yeah. I I don't think he's here in the summer. I think come next really? season, I think he's gone. Real Madrid come knocking? Yeah, dude. I think you're seeing it this season. The key asset or attribute that a Postacoglu forward needs is finishing. Son is perfect at that. Yeah. Richie is not. He's yeah. just not good enough finishing-wise. Yeah, I I still think I know Sun plays through the middle so well, and he's still got a couple years left. But mm-hmm. I'd like to see us bring in a really pacey forward. Like I I, I think I've shot him out a couple times in previous pods, but like Vahi in League A right now, I think he's at um oh what's the team that he just got traded to a team that's doing really well. Um, shoot, Bye. I'll look him up. El Elivahi, he oh, is W A H I. Was he that... is rapid and can finish lens? Lens, yeah. Was he He's the dude... RC Lol. Was he the dude that had all that prime stuff? No idea. Oh my god, he no is. idea. Yes, he is. Maybe, yes. He remember the video with Saliba? That was him. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think I think he had some questionable stuff. Oh. Uh, well, a player like him, just somebody that has a bit of pace about them, right. I think is is more important, especially for Postacoglu's system. We see like how many times we press high and close down. If we mm-hmm. get a forward that could play either through the middle or out wide, that would be ideal because, uh, yeah, forward oh. winger type. Yeah, I'll say it now. I think winger wise, Nico Williams like needs to yes. be the number one. Yes, absolutely on worth forty million. I'll say I, that much. I I don't understand like how we haven't locked that up or something. Um, I saw Ornstein say that Tony was going to be a hundred million from Boy. Brentford. I 
the, he would be great, but I we don't have that money right would now. Would he be great? Like, is he a pasta coglu forward? I I don't know. I've honestly, I think like I think so, just because of the way that Brentford played last season when he was flying. Like they were very much a counterattacking side and very much a catch him on the break with pace. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's not the exact way that we play, but the kind of principle of that forward role in Brentford is pretty similar to what we do, where they're going to be chasing down a lot. They're going to be trying to get in behind. They're going to try and we're going to try and catch him out quickly. He's so good. He's just so good. And if we get him, it means Arsenal don't. And that's a good point. Chelsea don't or whoever doesn't get him. I think that's a big piece of it, too. Yeah. And I think for me, like from a striker like, if you want a Tony type, like Santiago Jimenez from Feyenoord. I think that's like the same vein for me. I don't I don't know. Um, January-wise, for forward and the winger, I've got uh, Chiesa, who I know there's been wow. some links to. Not reliable. Uh, Illing Jr. from Juve as well. And then lastly, uh, Zach's favorite pretty boy, uh, Jota who um, might come over from Al-Itiad or whatever. I don't know where he's at over in Saudi Arabia. Um, God, Zach, he is an attractive man. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Zach, other than the looks, does that tickle your fancy, having someone? Well, what I will say, other than looks, I don't know much about him. <laughs> um, oh. I mean, I know he played very well for Ange um, at Celtic. Um, it's just a matter of if he can execute that at the premier league level. I don't know. I, I have zero idea. Um, and it's not like he's really gotten much game time this season to really show himself outside of a different league other than in Scotland. Um, but you know, if Ange were to give the AOK, then obviously being as he's worked with him so much, um, he probably knows him better than anyone. Um, I, yeah, I I think. Yeah, yeah. sorry, keep going. No, continue. I, no, no, no. I want to show something uh, on mm-hmm. the uh, share screen for the uh, the podcast boys. Um, this is Suns data MB stats uh, from last year. Um, this is where he is percentile wise. I'm just going to overlay it with Jatas from Celtic. Yes. <laughs> For those that can't see, he is in that is the stupid. 90th or above percentile for carries, successful dribbles, non-penalty goals, XG and XA, assists, key passes, offensive actions, and minutes played. No, 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 not minutes played. That's not on there. Holy but shit, that's insane. It's literally like if you played pro evolution soccer, it's like you created a player who has all the greatest stats. Um we can maybe share that on the uh, Twitter later. That's that's kind of all I wanted to point out. I think for me, working in the system with Postacoglu, if you can get him on a loan for six months and then potential buy option later, that player fills the role of a tricky winger. And I don't think we're going to see Solomon next year much i think solomon probably leaves like i just I, I don't think Ange likes him that much i don't know uh 
So I think Jota fills that role for me in particular. Um, and it's not just based off those stats. I've actually watched way too many uh, Celtic games uh, back, just seeing him absolutely ball it up. So I think that's, to me, a no-brainer uh, from a forward and a winger position. Uh, we accidentally, we skipped center mid. Um, other than Gallagher, I had Calvin Phillips on loan. Nah. No? I would rather not sign a center mid than sign either one of them. Who would you pay $40 million for? Calvin Phillips or Connor Gallagher? Pay for a new hotel. North London, I don't know. <laughs> Bring up another one. I'd rather Levy embezzles the money. That's, <laughs> yeah. Really don't care either way. Uh I do think what the junior, I mean the the January window opens up is availability for uh youth team members to come into the squad. Um got Donnelly, Dorrington, Phillips, and Santiago uh listed. Realistically. Do we think any of them will see considerable minutes for the rest of the season? I don't know about considerable. I feel like Donley's come on when there's like 30 seconds left. And yeah, he's, uh, I feel like I've seen things where Andrew said, you know, it's, it's going to come it's just the right game, the right time. And I think that once we have everybody fully fit too, or at least our starting 11, there'll be times where we're up three nil with like mm-hmm. 20 minutes left to play and he can throw on an Ashley Phillips, a Jamie Donnelly. I, I, I think Donnelly has the highest likelihood out of yeah. all of them to see any minutes, but it's just, it, it's just a tough position. I think we're in where we're missing so many key players. We can't risk too much. And with a very serious FA cup contention on the line, Mm-hmm. very i mean we're still in the hunt for title charge yeah. don't want to like I'm, nobody's expecting it nobody's putting any anything into that but we're right there we could very very easily get top four this year it's just a tough position to be in i don't know i, I would love to see them get some minutes but i i don't know it's a weird one right now yeah it makes me feel odd just kind of thinking about it uh I think um, I think knowing Divine is coming back in the summer as well from being on loan, that tells me all I need to know more about the midfield. Uh, but we'll dive into that in the summer because uh, I don't want to kind of keep on harping on that. The one of the last subjects we wanted to touch on for the podcast, and we kind of kind of rapid fire this. Uh, I think Ian, you came up with this. Can you talk more about why you wanted to compare 2016-17 squad with our current squad now? Yeah, do a little combined 11 for the 16-17 squad and the squad we have now. I actually, it was on Twitter, I saw Zach had commented on a post. Because uh, the, the original post was who would win 16-17 versus us now. And it just got me thinking about like a combined 11 between the two in, like, in their prime, on their pomp kind of form for that combined 11 just having a quick thought about it i thought it'd be a lot easier to pick and i just think it'd be a fun little little thing we do here to try and all agree on one player per position lovely and we have three so it could be two against three and the other one can suck it so perfect and i'll write down what we have so we can uh, eventually come up with it in the end there we go uh 
I do want to make sure that when we are, because when I was writing these down, these different players, I was thinking take away nostalgia from it. That was the toughest part for me and just look at playing ability. And I know it's tough because we've only seen some of these players for like a year or so. But uh, yeah, so let's let's do this. I'll read the name off. I will say who I want or who I think. And then we'll go Zach and then Ian. Does that sound good? That works. Perfect. Okay. So Loris and Vicario. <laughs> Once again, it's already difficult. And I don't want to harp on every single comparison. I'm probably going to have to go with Loris 11 years. It's just, I think he was a better player. He had higher highs than I've seen from Vicario so far. So I'm going to go with Loris. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the Loris. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, no. Um, I love Vicario. Vicari has shown us so much in the short time he's been here. But Prime Hugo was world class. Um, I don't know if I've seen many keepers with reactions better than him. Sure, if you want to argue handling the ball or with it at their feet, um, and probably in both of those, maybe Vicario gives him a run for the money. Definitely for with it at his feet. But Prime Hugo was just a monster. Like I think about that Bayer Leverkusen save, mm -hmm. or just there's or just yeah. so many moments, um, right? And you know maybe it is the nostalgia talking, but I, like I said, I do think his peak crazy. Yeah, I'll just I'll just say Vicario to to throw it all off, but it, it's Larius. I mean, he's a World Cup winner as well. At the end of the day, and there he was go. incredible for so long. But if Vicario keeps going the way he's going, mm, I yeah, think potentially he would be. Oh yeah, definitely. but for now, Larius. Yeah, perfect. Uh, left back, Danny Rose or Destiny Udogi. Uh, I'm gonna go with Udogi. I have the thought of Danny Rose and. I feel like Danny Rose's peak, he was untouchable at certain points, but he was, I just feel like we haven't even seen Udogi's peak yet, and he's incredible, so I'm going to go with Udogi. Um, I'm probably still going to go with Rose. Um, it's fine. Only because, well, I mean, I think in the future that will flop, not flop, flip. Um, over to Yudogi. I think Yudogi has much more in his locker. Mm -hmm. um, but if we're just comparing peaks, like you said, it's kind of harsh, we, but we haven't seen Yudogi's peak. We've only seen him for a few months. Yeah. Um, Danny Rose at one point was the best left back in, in the game. Uh, was he? He was uh, playing when Jordi Alba was in his pump, when Marcelo was in his pump. Oh, I forgot about Marcelo. I yeah. the, the I'm thinking about it as Udogi right now is possibly the best left back in the world. Like name name a left back better than him right now. I struggle to think of one. I don't know if you guys can think of any that are playing better than him. I don't want to say anyone because uh, well, fuck. I don't want to say anyone, and then people will be like, of all the left backs, Gavardio. Gavardio was pretty good, but I don't no. know. I'll I'll be the decider. I'm gonna I'll, I'll say Udogi. I will always love Rose for his debut against Arsenal in that volley, and he was very very good. But I think Udogi has so much more than Rose oh, ever had, and he's still growing. With Udogi, 
I will say, I, I do think that was one of the key things, like looking back, like Rose just, he didn't get involved in the goals or assists that much. Like he yeah. works so hard, but I think like Destiny's probably got more of that in his locker. Plus yeah. he's just so physical. He can kind of bully his way the into the box and still, um, you know, put it, put a goal in there. You know, mm-hmm. we've already seen him score. Um, but yeah. Uh, this, I think these two for me are the toughest. Um, this is so difficult. I've thought about this so much. I want to hear how you, how you're thinking about this too. Okay. I'll, and I'll make it quick. Uh, I have Alderweireld versus Romero. I think Romero's incredible, but the Lord of the Pings will always have a special place in my heart, not just because of his on-ball ability. I just feel like whenever Toby was back there, I felt calm in a weird way. So I'm going with Toby. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. I thought, I guess for some reason I was thinking we were doing both center backs at once. Oh, you're no, talking, no, no, sorry. You're talking right-sided center back. I'm going back. right-sided center back. Yeah, and I kind of flipped it. So No, it's all good. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, I think it's got to be Toby. Um, like you said, Lord of the Pings. And just, there's something about, and, and maybe it's the nostalgia talking because, you know, my other center back is Yan. Um, not to jump ahead, but there was just something so calming about that Belgian duo that just like Romero, I feel confident in, but there's also that little part of me that's just like, Oh man, I'm a little scared about what's, what's going to happen. Um, yeah, just that rashness. And in, in, in my def in my defense, I just want to like, when the ball is coming at them, I want to feel calm. And I don't know if I'll ever feel that way with Romero, which is fine. He's good at what he does. It scares me. Yeah, this is this is such a weird one, because in my head, I and again, I think I'm with Zach and kind of jumping ahead a little bit. I went, okay, are we going left sided and right sided? Are we going out of the four? Are we doing just which two, regardless of if they were left, right? Are we doing which duo? It's like because they they both have their like they're both duos. To be honest, we I know we've only just seen Van de Ven and Romero, but they're they've got a partnership there that's going to last a while. Um, it and honestly, in my head when I first went through it, I was thinking Yan and Van de Ven. I know they're both left sided and they're both left footed, mm. but out of the four of them. I think like those two, especially if they were in a squad together, the pace of that back line, the physicality. Mm-hmm. If yeah. I have to choose Alderweireld then Romero, I would give it Toby for now. I'd give it Toby. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm going to make things weird out of Jan and Vandeven. I hate you. I'm going to go Vandeven. Only reason why. Yes, I know, I know, I know. I love, love for Tongan. Fantastic player. I think about who I trust more. And it, it, Yan could run with three legs and he wouldn't be half as fast as Vandevin. I just think Vandevin is the quickest center back I've ever seen in my life. And he has saved us countless times. He's calm on the ball. Vandevin wouldn't. <laughs> 
Vandevin is just, I, once again, I think he's going to be one of the best center backs in the world once we're done with him. Zach, I know you said Yan, but I just, I can't, I can't. I, I don't blame you. And like, I, I kind of was thinking when, cause we brought up this idea of talking about this like a while ago, I was kind of thinking like, are we talking to like, Yan and Vandeven kind of did come across my mind, Ian, like kind of similar to how you were thinking. Um, I Yan is probably one of, if not the, you know, one of my favorite players I've I've ever uh, watched. Um, like I said, there was something so reassuring about him. And yeah, he wasn't the quickest, but if I'm thinking of a duo, and maybe I'm thinking of this as like two players instead of one. Um, a duo partnership. It just that I remember there being a video clip at the time of like Toby and Yan, and they were they were doing the exact same motions, taking the exact same steps. Um, like the ball is up the field, but they're both just like reacting in the same exact way. And it was just like it was seamless. It was like a brotherly bond, like, and it's probably because they played together for so long. That just that partnership, I felt so secure. And and looking at it, like our defensive record that season, especially at home, was it like wasn't 16-17 when we went undefeated at home? Yeah. Like, yeah, it just that's nuts. Um I think Vandeven has all the potential, and he reminds me of Yan in a lot of his mannerisms, but he's just so much faster. Like I said, it's just one of those cases of we have a lot of young players in this current squad, and it wouldn't surprise me if they grew up to surpass the others, but I got to pick Yan. I love Yan. Yeah, it's a tough one. Again, Cooper, I hate you for doing this to us, but because I, I I agree with Zach. That it's your sure idea. <laughs> <laughs> My two are Van Deven and Yan, and I don't want to change that, but like Yan is one of my favorite players of all time for Spurs, same as Zach, like loved him and the, the chemistry who had, but if it's between the two, it's gotta be Van Deven. man. I know we've only had him half a oh season, but God. like, it's not just, it's not just how unbelievably fast he is, but how calm and good he is on the ball. He's actually unbelievable with the ball at his feet. And it kills me to say, but man, he's, he's, the bollocks, man. He's so good. I will say. Last thing I'll say, and then we can move on to next positions because that's great. I think we can all agree if we picked from the four, it would be Yan and Vandeven. Yeah. Like as the center back partner. I, I agree. Zach, do that. you disagree? I, I'm I'm leading that way. I just I'm not I'm maybe not as dead certain on it as you two are, but all Let's let's just all get it out on the table. We were talking about four very good center backs. Yes. So it's not it's not to downplay the ability of any one of them because all four of these it, it's kind of crazy that we're talking about one of our best teams ever and we're comparing it with current day, yet we're still struggling over some positions. Like Vandeven is so good. Yeah. And it, you're right. We are talking about three of the best players and then According to Messi, the greatest center back in the world currently. Honestly, I don't think we're giving enough love to Romero here. Probably not. Yeah. 
he, he is he, crazy. If I had to pick a duo between Yan and Toby and Vandeven Romero, I think Vandeven and Romero, their ceiling is so much higher. Yeah, I feel they complement each other so well. They don't know each other as well as the Anatoly did, where they were like in perfect sync. But like, there's the potential that is just so crazy. Like they're so aggressive. I think the big thing with them (laughs) is they also each of them has a characteristic that the other doesn't, and it kind of feels like a jigsaw that they're fitting together perfectly. Whereas like Yan and Toby were kind of very similar players in Van. And that's why they were so solid because they were very similar, (laughs) but each of Romero and Vandeven kind of, like I said, has an attribute that the other doesn't have. I'd be more scared of Romero and Vandeven. That's fair. Oh yeah, absolutely. But are we more scared though, because of the way we play? where it's balls to the wall high line because i know with potch we still played a high line but this is like fuck it throw everyone forward no one's sitting back sets two center backs that's just that that'll be another conversation yeah but uh funny enough ian before you went i highlighted yan because i was like i know ian's gonna choose yeah so <laughs> oh, funny that works out um right back this is gonna be quick for me i think kyle walker's the best right back to ever play in the premier league personally yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay, I'm glad we could get that out of the way right now. I think Poro's great. Um, yeah, I just think, and if he keeps this up, whew. do I want? I, it's never going to happen. I'd love to see Kyle Walker come back, like whenever. And Luka Modric. Jesus, is he still like alive? Like I don't even know. Is he He's, his uh, his contract comes up at the end of the season? I think, and they're talking about letting him go as a free agent. I mean, uh, Pachacoglu. That's what I almost said. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's that's the manager for this combined 11 we're doing. Mm -hmm. You just got confused. Uh, Okay, this is going to be weird. Um, I had Wanyama versus Basuma. But do we want to do Wanyama versus Bentinker? Should we just do midfield three? Yeah. Pick your three. I'm cool with midfield three because there's some crazy combinations. Oof. Okay. Midfield three. I think I think there's one maybe stipulation to this is that the ten. We well yeah like between Madison and Erickson. Well, do you want me to say the six that I thought well, we would are, choose from? And also, is are we Ellie? assuming we're playing like a four two three one? I'm assuming we're playing a four two three one, and okay. this is the central of the three. Do we sure. want to do the center twos or are we doing the center threes? Oh my God. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, <laughs> let's do center twos. Let's do the okay. pivot. Let's do the pivot. Uh, between the pivot, if we're, are we just choosing a partnership? To, to, I mean, like, are you saying like a partnership of 16, 17 versus a partnership of 22, 23? No, no, no. Just or choose 23, your 24. Choose, choose oh yeah. Two, yeah. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Choose your two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, if we're doing, so sorry. Last thing, are we doing Basuma or Bentinger? They're both. Wouldn't they both be in there? Oh, I had Sar as the other one. Well, they're all they're all involved I, there. I, yeah, if we're I'm doing kinda, if we're doing double pivot and then a ten. Jesus, I guess is Zach gonna have Dyer in his <laughs> pivot? If you have if you have Dyer in your pivot, I don't want to talk to you ever again. Oh my God, he's in the pivot. 
Why don't you just go first, Coop? Yeah, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna choose for my pivot. I'm gonna choose Benson Kerr, and I'm gonna choose Dembele. That's my pivot. Man, that was short and sweet. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, make it short and sweet. Ooh, Coop, you're looking at me with dagger eyes. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just I'm, I'm riling you up. Yeah, Thank that's God. the two I want to go as well. Is Benton Kerr and Dembele? That would be insane. Like because. Benton Kerr, I feel, is shades of Dembele, but, like, maybe has that bit of final third more about him. But, like, they're both crazy, crazy. Yeah, that's why I kind of wanted to break it up into, like, rather than comparing, like, one versus the other, because I wanted to make sure that we could include both Dembele and Benton Kerr, because, like, that's the partnership. Oh, God, I'm nutting just thinking of. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It was just, it was just so out of the blue. Yeah, it was just like, all right, cool. Okay, just gets me that excited. I'm just, oh. yeah, Dembele Benteker. That's, oh, a, wow. that's a quick one. Sounds In agreement. I like spaghetti. Uh, so how do we want to do this now? Do we want to do let's pick a 10? Uh, let's just get this out of the way. We know Kane is going to be Kane, right? Yeah, so I'm just going to throw Richie? Kane in up top. You can choose Richie. Uh, oh, outruled two to one. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so we know Kane. Um, do then we do we want to do a ten or do we don't want to do? Should we just say Sun on the left as well? Yeah, and Sun's a given. I had oh. Sun versus Sun. That's what I had, by the way. Mm, mm. Um, so then I think it's I think it's Erickson. Let's let's do this separately. Let's do Erickson versus Madison. Let's do Ali versus Decky. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with Ali versus Decky, and we'll end with Erickson Madison. Uh, Cause I think that's a little bit more up in the air. I think if you have a creative 10 and you've got Dembele and Bentinker, I, it's Ali. Like for me, like I struggle not choosing him just because that's like, you you throw in Kane, Son, and Alley, and that's like fifty goals in the league. Like, I, I, I think that's it for me. I'll go with Alley over Decky. Yeah, if we're comparing Decky and Alley, um, especially since we have agreed, Lord of the Pings, Outer Verald is in the back. Yeah, Delhi, his peak was unlike almost anything we've seen. It just crazy crazy like I, every time i think of like delhi scoring i'm just thinking of him like receiving a ping chesting it and just going with it and yeah it's got to be delhi for me i love decky he's got crazy good ability but i think he needs to work a bit more in the finishing uh, touches well it's correct me if i'm wrong here delhi played as the 10 and erickson played out right yeah so yeah. this changes things because I think oh, God. he got he got all of his goals by running in behind Kane and he didn't do that from outright. He did that through the middle and Erickson was playing outright. So it should be Erickson versus Decky and Delhi versus Madison, which to me is a lot more of an interesting conversation too. We, 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 so you yeah, let's have that conversation. I mean I think if we're if we're sticking with the right, Erickson versus Decky. Erickson's delivery 
was so good. Mm-hmm. I, I know Decky's able to beat a man a lot better and he's still young. I just don't think we've seen enough. I think Erickson in that season, he was flying more than we've seen Decky flying. So I, I would probably put Erickson outright. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll hold my breath on the, the 10 position until you guys make a decision on Erickson versus Decky. See, I think, for me, this makes it easier for this one and more difficult for the next one. That's the problem I have. Uh, I think it has to be Erickson, just because, dude, it, fucking Erickson. Um, yeah, no, I'm Erickson. Zach? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I think maybe the easiest way to talk about like the final that we're talking about here is like, who are these last two players that you want? Um, and maybe that's like the easiest way to approach it. But if we are just going to do a one-on-one, it's got to be Erickson. Lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, okay, so Ali versus Madison. I think, Ian, I think you're right. It is a more interesting conversation. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, George, Kevin, and Kudu has entered the conversation. Does this changes change everything. Anything? This changes nothing also bentinker has been removed and harry winks has replaced him due to injury uh are we talking about real madrid harry winks we're talking are about we... west ham care about cup we are <laughs> i also got another text that jetson fernandez had oh enter the chat hey first came off, in from a different season doesn't matter oh, he's back my god when he when he had his first like it was like first or second game and the ball was cleared off the line i Oh my god! It ruined my life. I was so excited for that kid. We, you saw like the eighty million release clause, and I was like, "This guy's insane!" Yeah, <laughs> I remember at that time watching some Portuguese YouTuber talk about how Jensen Fernandez and not João Felix was actually the biggest Portuguese talent of the time. Oh, um, what could have been? <laughs> we're so close. We're. I was so convinced. Close. I was sipping that Jensen juice. God, I'm very. That wasn't, you know, it wasn't that long. Madison Delhi, huh? Madison, Madison Delhi. Let's get let's get back there. Uh, if are we going with, is the rules? Are we trying to accommodate for the chemistry of the team? Or are we just going off the player? Ian, I'm looking at you. Yeah, no, I know because I feel like that changes the answer. That's going, change, that's going to change my answer. Yeah, hundred percent. It you're changes going to think... nothing. Oh. Oh, okay, that's good. I I know you're going Delhi. We can already get that out of the way. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I God, I I don't I, know. I I honestly don't know. Man, however, it sucks. You, however you want to do it, it's your team. I, Madison has been just so much fun to watch. Like he's really kind of the heartbeat. I miss him. Can't wait until he's back. Uh, but I got to go with Delhi. I just think 18 goals, whatever, how many goals he had, 20 goals. Just, dude, it's incredible. Uh, got to be him. Ian, why don't, why don't you go? Because I I don't want to put the nail in the coffin here. I want to give you a chance. Sway me. Yeah, okay. Ben Madison. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think, yeah, if it's hard to say Delhi, just considering we saw everything that came next, but we did say prime and how they were in that season. And yeah, Madison's been fantastic, but 
he's been injured. We haven't seen a full season. Uh, I've, I think Madison's a better, I think technically he's a better player than Delhi ever was, but Delhi's ability like to score and get him behind. And he was 20 at the time, maybe like just so young, everyone touting him as the biggest talent in the world. He was the biggest talent in the world. You just have to go Delhi, don't you? Yeah. yeah, you do. You do. I. It's so sad what you know just the fall off that he had especially like towards the end of his career with us but man the highs that deli alley brought me were like 16 17 deli oh my god mm. good Ball times there. man uh so hey combined 11 oh do we want to do manager i'm, I'm joking uh we will not speak get... of a snake do you not want to get into that conversation uh combined 11 so that's going to be larice udogi Toby and Vandeven, or Yan and Vandeven, however you want to see it. Uh, Walker, Bentaker, Dembele, Erickson, Son, Kane, Alley. Which, desk rides again, uh, funny enough. And I didn't want to get into the conversation of nowadays Son or past Son, because that just would have been absolute hell. Uh, I, I only have two more things uh, to chat about, and... The first question would be Suns leaving for the Asian Cup, and he might not be back until like February. I think the finals played on February 10th, which means he could miss up to five matches. And if he does, I will rip my throat out because that would suck. But hopefully we have reinforcements that come in and do absolutely fantastic. But my question would be Romero's out. Suns out. And Madison's now out. Sar will be out. Basuma's out. Sar is out. Basuma's out. But out of the first three, who captains the team? Because those are all our captains and Vikes captains. And I'd love to know, Zach, your thoughts. Who's going to captain the team versus Burnley, for instance, if we start our best 11? Um, Pot, uh, Coglu threw out some names. But I'd love to hear it. Did he? I I, I didn't see that. He threw out a few. Um, I think it's probably going to go to Ben, um, just given time, experience, age, um, and the fact he's done well um, mm-hmm. when called upon under under Ange. Um, there's some other like shouts, like I think Vicario. I've seen some people shouting for, um, you know, having that leader from the back, and I've seen shouts for like. I've also seen some people shout for like Poro, um, which Ooh. is kind of like an out there one, but given his passion and everything, but coming back to it, I, I think it's going to be Ben. Um, and I think it makes the most sense. Okay. Yeah. I think the other shout besides, cause yeah, I, I agree. It'll probably be Ben. I could see it being Vicario. Um, but I think Bentinker should be next in line if Ben Davies doesn't get it. I think he's he's got the passion, but he's also a leader on the field in both what he, how he plays and in that how he communicates on the field. I feel like I always see him directing the game too. It's kind of like that natural midfield captain. But it'll probably be Ben Davies. But what have you? Uh, what do you think? And what did you see? Mm-hmm. say it might be me being tainted by. Uh... 
Lloris being captain for so long, I hate the idea of a goalkeeper being the captain. I don't know why. It's like it's, it's weird because they're they're so far removed from most of the play. Right. And I hate a winger or a striker being the captain. It has to be a center midfielder or a center back for me. Or oddly enough, not a left back, but a right back. Like for me, that's who it has to be. Um, so I don't love Vicario. Bentinker was my shout. So funny enough that you say that. But I will say Decky is my other shout. Um, I just feel like he's been with us for yeah. like seven years, but it's been like two months. Fuck it, give it to Togi. Yeah. Oh, dude. I just said just no let left him have it. What do you do? Just let, let him have it. Doesn't Emerson matter. Royale. Dude, could, you I, are. Could am- I can imagine Royal stealing the armband and wearing it out and Ben not give it noticing. Eric Dyer. Yes! My and friend Eric Dyer the pod. <laughs> will not be on the bench against Burnley. I give it to Ashley Phillips. Let him start. Uh, no, okay. I just, I just wanted to touch on that because I feel like that's a question we're going to have to answer, especially for February. Because uh, I think I don't think Madison, Son, or um, Romero will see during uh, January at all. So that'll be a fun question. Uh, Vandevin might be back for Man U. We don't know. Uh, other than the Burnley match, we're away to United and then home to Brentford. And that's all of January. So I think that'll give us very good time to rest and hit February really hard. Uh, but that's all of January. Last thing I want to leave with would be, we did this for Kane earlier in the year. Uh, Loris is leaving us. Uh after 11 years at the club, 447 matches played, nine years as captain. Uh, he's heading to LAFC. And really quickly, I just wanted to hear everyone's favorite Hugo memory. Um, I think mine would be the Aguero save in the uh, Champions League. I just, I, I think it was the second save that he's ever made against Aguero for a PK. And I just felt so confident when it happened. Um, so it, it was just a good memory. I just feel like he's made some incredible saves and that's got to be up there for me. Uh, it's hard to argue. Like when I think of Hugo saves, like there's two that come to mind. And I kind of mentioned one of them earlier was the the Bayer Leverkusen one. Um I don't know how that did not go in. I I guess you could argue it was at him, but the one that hyped me up the most, like you said, was that Aguero penalty. There was just an odd confidence about it um, that I had. Um, I think there's one other out there shout, but I don't want to. I don't want to take all of them. But I, I, I think it goes with the Aguero penalty for me. Yeah, hard not to say that one. Is that? Leverkusen one is that the one where he just rolled over it a bunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that to me too is just like, what the hell? Like, uh, there's so many. I feel like there have been so many Loris moments where he has leapt the entire length of the goal and picked one out from going top bins. I like I can't even think of a specific game to call it out because I feel like I've seen it so many yeah. times. Uh, just like any free kick that was going top corner, he somehow got a finger to it over the bar. So it's like, just, I felt, I felt more confident in him in the net when the other team had a free kick than in any other situation. Like, I don't know. He, 
I would rather have a team have a free kick than a corner against Lloris. Oh, but yeah, that, yeah, that Leverkusen save, the Aguero penalty. Yeah. One other one I want to say, since it wasn't said, and maybe this is just like the rivalry is letting it kind of simmer up to the, the front of my memory. But when he saved Aubameyang's penalty to deny him the golden boot. That's great. Oh, 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 oh I love Hugo. Yeah. Um, thank you for everything, Hugo. But like, I, I think Ian, you make a really good point. There was, he's been here a decade, over a decade. Like there are so many that I'm sure we aren't thinking about because it was just kind of like almost standard. Like he set an unreal standard for himself that we weren't oogling and ogling over every time he made one of those stretching tips over the bar saves because we just expected it out of him. Um, and I think we are so lucky that we've kind of got a similar in vain keeper that we feel so good about um, in Vicario. It's it's kind of crazy because there's other teams that don't have this luck in finding good goalkeepers and you see it and it costs them. And I just think we've been blessed that we didn't have to replace a goalkeeper for 10 plus years. Like that's crazy. And it seemingly seems like we are in good hands for the next 10 plus. Yeah. Wild. And great segue. Cause Larice wanted to leave with someone for the next 10 years. And I think he did that. Uh, you know, I'd like to change my favorite memory. Um, it was when he broke his arm and we were stuck with Michel Vorm for four months. And I think that was really selfish of Larry. God, that took such Cheers, a Hugo. dark turn. I just didn't, I thought you were going to bring up another great save. No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, the Philip Coutinho save that I see on all the highlights where it's that bending one that's going in the corner and he just tips it out. Uh, God, such a good goalkeeper in his day. I think the last two years kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, but you know, merci, uh, Botu. Uh, so that means thank you for you, uh, in French, if you guys didn't know. Uh, I'm little... excited about it myself. Bon chance, Hugo. Bon chance. Uh, la crème. Yeah, that's all I got. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I hope he has a great time in the MLS and lives it up in LA, but I feel good about kind of where we're headed four or five days out from Burnley, four days. I don't know. It's Friday, uh, that we'll play them. And I would love to see us progress in the FA cup. It's at home if I'm not mistaken. So we have a good, uh, chance to progress, but, uh, Zach, Ian, anything else, uh, you want to add after this lovely pod? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. Great pod. Up Great to be back with the boys. Up the Spurs. Up the Ange. Up the FA Cup. Let's win that son of a bitch. Yeah, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Thank you all for joining us and have a fan-freaking-tastic day. You've been listening to the Up the Spurs podcast with Cooper, Zach, and Ian. You can find us at up the spurs pod on twitter we are not anywhere else besides twitter uh you can find ian at ian underscore arch zach at the thfc and cooper at an american spur thanks for listening music by jean claude and the eclairs as always up the spurs